Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. And on today's program, we're continuing in the series on influence, and we're looking at how influence seeks out and builds positivity in our kids. I believe this is absolutely crucial because of all the kids I interact with in the different facets of what I do, I find so many kids that aren't positive. In fact, I'd say most of the kids I interact with have become negative about themselves, their lives, and situations. And let's face it, when we're feeling good about ourselves, it's easier to stay on the right path. But when we're feeling down, when we're feeling negative about ourselves, it's easy to want to do things that bring pleasure to escape the sense of negativity that's looming around us. And I'm convinced that this is at the heart of why so many kids make the bad decisions that we've become fearful of and that cause us to want to protect our kids, which leads to wanting to make decisions for our kids and prevent them from doing certain things because we're fearful of the decisions they're making. But what I've found is that this further frustrates the kids and moves them even more likely into this position of wanting to rebel against us, push back against us, and towards those very things. So we're going to be talking about influence and how it seeks out and builds positivity in our kids. Influence builds positive kids because it moves us away from control, which kids and all the research proves is considered to be very unloving and negative for the one who is being controlled. Having parented out of fear and this basis of control with my first two girls, I know firsthand how it frustrated my daughter and how it caused her to distance from us emotionally, how it led her to want to defend herself and not be wrong around us. But what we found is that influence on the inverse builds belief and empowers, which builds positivity in our kids and builds a positive connection between us and them, making them less likely to make poor decisions because they're feeling close to us and they still want to please us. When our kids feel good about themselves and good about the relationship with us, they are not as easily swayed by the things going on out there in the world. Unfortunately, today we find that kids are being heavily influenced by the world and oftentimes parents feel powerless or unable to gain that place of influence in their kids' lives. And that's why I'm doing this series on influence and what Revive Family is all about, helping you grab the influence in your kids' lives. Fortunately, I'm finding that parents often have very little influence in their kids' lives. And often I find underneath that kids that are very negative about themselves. They doubt themselves and their parents, and they're seeking freedom from their parents. And when kids are seeking freedom, it means they're feeling controlled. It means they're feeling like they're not empowered, believed in, trusted, and therefore they're not feeling loved. All of this can lead to negativity in their lives. And so right now, if you know you've got a child that's negative about themselves, that 
tends to look at all the situations through the negative side of the situation as opposed to the positive side, then this is a really important series for you to check out. The only way I've found to reverse negativity in one of our kids is to change the way we're interacting with them. And we've found that influence is the best way to do that. Let's revisit the best definition of influence that I've found. It's the act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. Boy, was I good at that direct exercise of command (laughs) early on in my parenting days. Influence radically changes the way we interact with our kids because it's no longer about me having the position of power and authority and forcing you to do what we know is right for you to do, which leaves the kids feeling controlled. But it's about coming in with a backdoor approach that develops discussion and understanding and leads to appreciation of the thoughts and keeps us connected with our kids. To truly be influential in our kids' lives, it means we need to be positive about them as well as the mistakes they make. While I know this sounds crazy or counterintuitive, and it is counterintuitive, it's absolutely vital. When we're negative about their mistakes, they believe we're negative about them inside. When we approach failure positively, it rubs off. It communicates that we believe in them and their ability to learn that we know they mean well and want to succeed, that we believe that they're good kids, that they can and will do better the next time. This is so important, and I believe it's essential because in so many of the coaching relationships I have between parents and kids, I find the kids saying, hey, I'm a good kid. I'm doing better than all the kids around me, but my parents don't see it or believe it. In fact, the other night, I was on the phone with a mom who is struggling with a situation with her daughter, and she was saying, you know, my daughter's really a good kid. She's not sleeping around. She's not doing drugs like a lot of the other kids at her Christian school. But from everything else she said on that phone call, it became clear to me that there's no way her daughter felt her parents believed she was a good kid. So I asked the mom, do you think your daughter believes you believe she's a good kid? And her mom got silent, heard some papers rustle a little, she mumbled a little, and she goes, no. If we're not positive about our kids, there's no way our kids can be positive about themselves or about us. And while we've likely all heard it before, I believe it's worth repeating. All the psychological studies point to the fact that our kids need between 7 to 10 positives for every one negative. And herein lies the real challenge. If they're struggling in school like our two middle kids did because of dyslexia, encountering tons of perceived negatives at school, which meant we needed to be almost 100% positive with them and virtually no negative. Boy, was this difficult when we were in the previous mindset of parenting because we were looking for the weaknesses, the problems. We were pointing them out. We were correcting them. And when they were serious enough, we were coming down on them or we were lecturing them or we were issuing a consequence to them. And so this change for us was a massive change, needing to figure out how to be positive with kids that were struggling. And that's where influence really helped us. When we stopped trying to exercise command and control, 
when we stop trying to play the role of the Holy Spirit in our kids' lives and make them change, things got a lot easier. I know we all know deep inside that we're positive about our kids, but is that our kids' experience with us? If you really want to challenge yourself, here's what I'd ask you to do. Have your kids log all the interactions with you over a three-day period and have them just keep a simple tally sheet on their phone or on a piece of paper where they have a good positive interaction column or a negative interaction column and let them just tick off the interactions over a few day period of time and then have them hand you the sheet of paper. I've found that this is the only way to know for certain because oftentimes the things we're saying to our kids that we believe are encouraging or are positive to them are absolutely not being received or perceived in that manner. In about 1 in 20 situations, I find something very different at work in the home, and that's always an influence-based relationship between the parent and the child. Those parents are filled with hope, promise, confidence in their kids, and their kids know it and become more positive about themselves. And positivity in my book, is like immunizing your kid against the measles. It immunizes your kid against all the negative and all the temptation in the world. So what do we do if we want to have more positive kids? We need to change our approach with them. We need to move to influence. And I'd highly recommend that you consider taking our online class, Influential Parenting, at revivefamily.com. You can sign up for it. It's quick. It's easy. All the sessions are between 8 and 16 minutes long. They're easy to digest in the midst of the busy parental schedules we all struggle with every day. So as we consider how we develop positive kids through influence on this program, one of the things we have to recognize that it's almost impossible to develop truly positive kids if we're negative about ourselves or our situation. No, I found myself in this place years ago after my company went down and I was struggling with depression and everything else. The negativity I was carrying around just spilled out of me. And unfortunately, it sloshes over on those closest to us, which are our family and our kids. If you're struggling with being negative about yourself, I get it. And it's one of the things that I really had to tackle to become the influential parent I wanted to be. I wanted to be that parent that was positive about my kids, who who saw and focused on my kids' potential rather than their shortfalls. But the reality was that meant I had to get my focus off my shortfalls. I needed to stop beating myself up and expecting negative things to come my way. And for me, that required a little counseling and a lot more self-introspection and digging and allowing myself to grieve and heal so that I could let go of the wounds that kept me focused on the negative. One of the first steps to having influence in our kids' lives is to allowing the Lord to have that healing 
forgiving, gracious nature of his flow into our hearts and bring about healing so that that can then flow out of our hearts to our kids. If you know you're in this place and are struggling to to move from a place of negativity and beating yourselves up to a place of being genuinely positive and feeling free and light on the inside, please reach out to me through our site. Use the contact us form. I'd be happy to talk to you because I know that you want to be positive and I know you want kids that are positive. And that means we need to stop looking at our failures and our weaknesses in a negative light. And we need to stop looking at our kids' failures and weaknesses in a negative light. And we're going to pick up there in a couple of minutes when we come back for more of this program on influence and how it seeks out and builds positivity on Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Going, going, gone is a reference to someone departing the faith. Now you see them, now you don't. Going, Going, Gone is a book by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott that explores the reasons more than 2,000 kids told him their faith was waning. You may not be aware that 70% of the kids raised in the church leave the faith. If you have an 8-year-old, a middle schooler, or a teen, this book is a must-read. Buy the book Going, Going, Gone at revivefamily.com radio. That's revivefamily.com radio. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family, and I'm so glad you've joined us for this program and this series on influence and how it works and why it works and why it makes such a huge difference in our lives, in the culture of our homes, and especially in our kids' lives. We've been talking about how influence seeks out and builds positivity into our kids. And what we were just talking about was that it's essential that we come to see the mistakes and failures we've made in a positive light, and that it's equally important that we see our kids' mistakes and failures in a positive light. I know this seems upside down and backwards. It did for me for a long time as well as I was struggling to make the change. But now it makes so much sense to me. Why does it make sense? Because a positive approach and outlook related to our failures leads to learning, where a negative outlook leads to us wanting to hide, cover it up, get defensive, not admit it, and we don't reflect. We don't learn as much as if we approach our failures positively. Often this means we need to step back and figure out how to forgive ourselves and truly forgive our kids so that we're not holding those mistakes, we're not remembering those mistakes, and forecasting that they're going to make the same mistakes again, causing us to approach our kids with fear or suspicion or doubt, which they pick up on in spades, and it squashes them and it squashes their positivity about themselves. This is where influence comes in because influence approaches mistakes and failures in a positive light. Influential parents see their kids' weaknesses and their mistakes and failures as an opportunity for real learning. In fact, if we look at Jesus the Good Shepherd, where the disciples failed and they didn't have the money to pay the taxes entering the city, or where they scattered in fear, we don't see him coming back and coming down on them and taking responsibility away. By contrast, we actually see him giving them more responsibility, pulling a coin out of the fish's mouth. We see him issuing them the Great Commission within days of failing him completely and deserting him 
We don't see Jesus looking at that in a negative light. If he had, he wouldn't have ascended. He would have hung around and tried to get more lessons, more information, more right thinking into their heads. But he isn't afraid of their failure. He isn't afraid of our failure. He knows that we can learn the most through failure when we're under grace, when we can really take the time to look at it and reflect at it as opposed to run and hide from it. That's what we're trying to help parents do with their kids. As opposed to creating a culture in our homes where our kids want to run and hide from their failure because of our response, our lectures, our consequences, let's create an environment where they're willing to open up and look at and reflect upon and learn from their failures because that's real life. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to allow our emotions to take us down roads we never planned to go down and say things we shouldn't have said. But we can learn from that when we're approached in the way Jesus did it with his disciples as well as those in the crowd, like the woman at the well or the adulterous woman. His response to their failures was not harshness and anger or consequences, rather it was love, protection, and then encouragement to go in a different direction. And isn't that so consistent with what we see our role is to be with one another in the Bible? Our role is to encourage one another onto love and good deeds. Nowhere in the Bible can I find it saying that we're supposed to convict each other. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. So as we think about entering an influential relationship with our kids as opposed to a parental authoritarian-based relationship with our kids— What are some of the practical ways that we can build positivity into them and help them seek out positivity in themselves? I think this is so important because the kids that are positive about themselves tend to avoid the issues. They tend to be stronger and they're not as influenced by all the stuff going on around them. The kids that are negative and feeling like they need something to feel better about themselves are the ones that are vulnerable. So much of our kids' positivity ties to how we interact with them and how we handle the things that they do that frustrate us, that bother us, that we see as weaknesses or mistakes or failures. Then there are these things we can do practically that really can help change our kids from maybe being negative about themselves and being negative about their situation to being positive. Last Thanksgiving, I did a program on gratitude. And boy, the research into gratitude and the positive effects, having a gracious life or a gratitude-based life, a thankful life, are amazing for your health, your outlook, your mental health, your physical health. It's amazing. And in this article put out by Psychology Today, indicates that the number one thing we can do to become more positive as parents and to help our kids become more positive is to practice gratitude. Being grateful for even the small things in life can dramatically change your mindset and your perspective. Psychology Today's article talks about being grateful for being able to go to sleep in a bed each night and for the sun coming up in the morning, for being gamefully employed, even if you're not enjoying your job. Boy, having that paycheck is really a valuable thing. Being grateful and expressing gratitude for things going on in your life, for the small things, and expressing gratitude to the people around you changes one's mindset and brings it into a more positive state. 
So how can you, as a parent, begin to model gratitude to your kids? Maybe it's sitting around the table at dinner time and praying and expressing gratitude for your job, expressing gratitude for your friends, for your kids, um, thanking God for the blessings that he's put in our lives. And then how do you help your kids begin to express gratitude to one another? and be grateful for the things that they do have. I've found it so easy for young people to get focused on what they don't have, and they're often overlooking so much of the positive going on in their lives. Another interesting fact from the Psychology Today article on becoming more positive is this whole thought of being patient with yourself. We're back to that whole thought of grace and forgiving ourselves We're back to that whole thought of having grace for and forgiving our kids and handling the negatives in a positive way, in an encouraging way, as opposed to one that hammers our kids trying to get them to never fail again. Because we're all imperfect, that's an unrealistic goal to begin with. So being patient with yourself is really important. And then observing your thought patterns and beginning to consider what triggers you to move towards negativity and beginning to take those thoughts captive. Even simple things like positive posture and walking around with a smile on your face, even though you may not be inherently happy or inherently a smiley person, is amazing the impact it can have. I did this for a season and it was hilarious. It really did make me more positive. But what was even more fascinating was how people responded to me walking through the airport on the way to do a parent event with a smile on my face. People said hi more often to me. People made eye contact with me more. It was fascinating how much just having a smile on my face caused not just me to be in more of a positive mindset, but it caused the people around me to respond more positively, which made it easier for me to be even in a better mood. So even simple things like posture and putting a smile on your face can help us become more positive people. And these are things we can encourage our kids to try. Another thing in the article dealt with recognizing when you're in a negative conversation or a negative situation and making a conscious effort to turn it into a positive. This is something I do with my kids on a regular basis. When they get home or we're sitting around the dinner table and we're talking about their day at school, I'll let them share one or two negative things and I'll say, wow, was your day just all negative or did anything positive happen? And Or there's many different ways I'll rephrase things to get them to tell me the positive things that went on at school that day. Because it seems like human nature, it's easier to glom onto the negative than to recognize and be grateful for the positive. And something that I know definitely works for helping us develop a more positive mindset is doing something that's kind. And this is something that we really have worked on and encouraged in our kids. In my morning cuddle prayer time with the kids, I'll ask them, are there kids we need to pray for? And we'll, at the dinner table, talk about what was something we did to help someone today. It was fascinating when we began to do this because our kids were doing far more positive things to help and and share and be kind to the kids around them in school than we had any recognition of. It's funny. The teachers knew it. The teachers recognized it and would make comments, but we didn't understand it until we started asking this question at dinner. You know, what did you do to help someone today? What did you do to be kind to someone today or encourage someone today? And it was amazing what our kids were doing, and it gave us insights into our kids that we were totally missing, things that we truly needed and should 
should be proud of and encouraging our kids in that we didn't even know they were doing. Boy, did it help us become more positive about our kids. Asking this question at dinner really helped us come to believe in our kids more, making it easier to really believe in our kids and live in this place of leading through influence as opposed to feeling like we needed to fear and control them because they wanted to mess up. That was absolutely not the truth. Influence is incredibly powerful because it believes the best in those closest to us. It believes that they want to make good decisions, that they want to learn, that they will grow, that God is working in their lives and can lead and guide them and convict them and teach them and sanctify them. And it takes the pressure off of us to do that in our kids' lives and allows us to come alongside them like Jesus did with the disciples. And boy, it's so much more fun. It's so freeing. And even more amazing, it leads to amazing changes in our kids as they learn to think and grow and they develop character beyond so many of the kids around them. One thing is for sure, when we're positive about our kids, they'll be more positive about themselves. And when they're more positive about themselves, they are less vulnerable to the world. That's why influential parenting is so important, and I can't encourage you enough to consider taking our online course, Influential Parenting. It's 15 sessions, but they're only 8 to 16 minutes long. It's easy to digest. It even has an audio download that's got chapters in it for each of the sessions that you can listen to while you're driving, working out, doing the things that we need to do as busy parents. I'm so grateful that you're investing this time in your family, in your kids, and seeking to be more like Jesus, the good shepherd, because when we lead like him, we have amazing influence and our kids will chase us around the lake. Thanks for joining me for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. We'll be back next week with another session talking about influence and why it works. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.